Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a yeah, we are live at the New York City uh, Podcast Festival, first time ever, right? Very exciting. I like the idea. It's like being on the ground floor of Comic-Con, people, which is less profitable than the ground floor of plastics. But so what we have here is the Dork Forest. Um, we are somewhere in the city of Manhattan, and I don't live here, but uh, it's been lovely. I've uh, been eating my way across the town. Of course, the website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. Patrick Brady, are you here? Yes, he is. Patrick Brady fixes the audio, you guys. There he is. Very exciting brush with fame. And uh, and your girlfriend. Hi. Nice to meet you. We'll talk later. It'll be lovely. And uh, he's in a committed, monogamous relationship. It's lovely. Anyway... Mike Rickberg just sang that song with his girlfriend. He's got to pull the trigger on that. Uh, they sang, him and Sarah sang, and he'll sing again at the end because I brought the, uh, the end music for the, for the thing, which is the Mexican hat dance. I uh, am sitting here with one of my favorite comics and uh, obviously a bourbon dork, Mr. Wyatt Sinak. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Jackie. I appreciate it. I have several beverages as well. I was going to say, the lineup here looks like one of us has a problem. <laughs> I know, but you, you, you said that you would taste each of them. You didn't I would taste each of them, but it's just weird that like I have three glasses of bourbon in front of me, and then and you have a coffee, yep. an iced tea, and a water. Right, Which and then you have a ginger ale, and I don't. A ginger so, beer. A ginger beer. Yeah. Is, that, is that an alcoholic beverage as well? No, it's just uh, more ginger. It's more gingery than a regular ginger ale? Yes. Okay. You're welcome to try some in your coffee if you like. No. No. All right. Think uh, about it. Think about it. Don't don't just poo-poo it immediately. Only if I'm driving lately. Don't poo-poo it immediately. It's true. Safe space. Safe space. Uh, uh, Possibly I could put it in my... I'm still not putting it in my coffee. Okay. Think about it. Think. Don't rule it out just yet. So what I do is I ask people, what are you enthusiastic about? What do you enjoy? And this was actually the last thing you wrote, uh, but it is the best visual. It was the best visual, right. which is great for a medium that is just audio. <laughs> it is it's, nice, except for that there are people here, and that's uh, so they get to they get to stare at you. Right, but you told them all to close their eyes. It's true for the duration of the show, <laughs> which seems like that seems weird. They could have Pretend just stayed you're at on home. On a treadmill, the first thing you said was stop motion animation. Yeah, it was. I, I've always been just an animation fan in general. Um, Patrick Brady appreciates that. He is an animation fan as well. What well, kind of? But you took a class, right, when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I was really like I was really into it as a kid to the point that I would pay attention to like just the Bugs Bunny cartoons where it was like, oh, if Chuck Jones directed this, oh. I know it's gonna look better. Then like or Tex Avery was one that it was like, oh, it's a Tex Avery. I got to I got to sit down. Like, wow. And so I was really like I knew names and was really sort of like I would rem- I would notice when like, oh, this episode, this this installment of Tom and Jerry looks really nice. But this one, <laughs> they look really herky jerky. I'm checked out. You are checked out. But now who's the. Who, who, so Tom Jones, Tom Jones, probably Tom not, Jones, probably he, not, probably amazing not musician, Jones. even uh, better animator. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. not unusual to be drawn in <laughs> to an amazing Tom Jones drawing. See, those of you who have never listened to the Dork Forest, that's a classic right there. That's a classication moment. That's good times. Put it on uh, a t-shirt. What are the, and say I have several. If uh, I, I I am essentially the Jeff Dunham of stand-up comedy, because uh, I have um, a lot of merch. Got a lot of merch going on. <laughs> yes, and a lot of racist puppets. A lot of racist puppets. That's, that's the other. That's the other thing. When people think Jackie Cation, they, <laughs> they think, think racist, racist puppets. puppets. That's when's that dork coming on? You know that was that was the decision in the dork forest. I said your dorkdom cannot be racism. That's what that was an actual because somebody <laughs> emailed me. Somebody actually emailed me and said, I'm in the clan, and said, I'd like to be on the show. And I said, 
that you are dressing as something. Yes, that is a costume kind of situation. That is kind of a con- that's a convention of it's sorts. It's a convention. It is a gathering yeah. of like-minded of individuals. Yeah. I'm sure there's keychains and and whatever. Oh, but. there's tons of swag. There's tons. <laughs> There's tons of clan swag that you can get. But I, I, I drew the line. I said, hate cannot be your dorkdom. I said, that is not a dorky thing. That's hate. probably... But on one level, I, I bet he could make the argument. And I'm, I don't want to be now defending <laughs> a guy from the clan. Why it's an act. No, Jackie, you know what? This racist is... He's a dork in his own right. In his like, own right. In, his enthusiasm in, is genuine. His enthusiasm is genuine. He's passionate. <laughs> A lot of people might see what he's into as something that they're not into, and they Very might out, they might cast him out as a result of that. So you're saying he's like a model train dork, but it is with but uh, better, but better. It's it's uh, <laughs> with crosses on on, on on. Yes. Okay. So um, so what? No. Okay. So the when you see a name, because here's I watched cartoons as a child. I'm not made of stone. Uh, so, uh, but whenever I would watch um, a cartoon, I would—that was it. That was the whole thing. That was me just watching a cartoon and going, "Oh, good, pictures are moving very quickly," and uh, my brain has stopped moving. So, yeah, no, for me it was because was I was it the art or was it the writing? It was the art. It was. Okay. It was honestly like I could tell the difference when like. The opening credits for G.I. Joe, I remember as a kid, like, oh, those look amazing. And there's like shadows and all kinds of things. And then you would watch the episode and it's like, well, this looks like shit. <laughs> like, why doesn't it look like? And it's before I knew like, oh, all this stuff costs money. Right. I was <laughs> all about the writing, it turns out. Like, I was a big fan of Mr. Magoo as a child. Oh, okay. Sure. And, uh, but, the, but the art was very Flintstone-y. It was, it was pretty static, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but I feel like Mr. Magoo, there was a nice look to it, because I, I feel like Mr. Magoo, wasn't that like all this, wasn't the that six, the same, it was the same people who did like Bullwinkle and all that stuff, maybe? Yeah, maybe, it has that look to it, but it, yeah. yeah, so, and then, but but did you have any, did you ever have an animated crush? Did you ever say to yourself, that is a foxy, foxy uh, cartoon. animated cartoon person? Um, huh. Nope. That's... I'm going to go with a, not, not Racer X, not uh, <laughs> Velma. No, you know what? My, my crush, and it's another form of animation, uh, which is puppets, I always had a thing for Janice the Muppet. I had a huge thing. In the thing. band? The, yes. The, in the band. I had a huge thing for Janice. And uh, here's the thing. Highlight of my adult life. I had uh, the people who make the Muppets are this amazing company called Puppet Heap, and they Heap. Puppet Heap, and yeah. they they make all the Muppets now. And uh, I got to go to their workshop because they had made a, they'd made a Muppet of me uh, for the Daily Show, and so I got to go to their workshop and look around. And as I was looking around, they were like, "So uh, you know, this is like they they were making Miss Piggies at the time, and they had like all these Miss Piggy heads, and they're explaining everything, and then." They just kind of casually asked me, like, so what were your favorite Muppets? And I was like, well, you know, Kermit, obviously. And <laughs> I was a big animal fan. And Janice, I love Janice. And then I, I kind of, they were showing me some other stuff. And like 15 minutes later, they brought out Kermit, Animal, and Janice. And they were like, got, did you get? I, I put them all on. I tried them all on and I got to play with them. And they you were like, did you get a picture of you I have, around? I have, I have pictures with all of them. Uh, the weirdest thing was when I had Kermit on, uh, I was like, they were like, say something. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't be that guy. Yeah, it was, it? Like, it was such, it was like one of those things where it was like, you're putting on like, you know, it's like putting on like Ken Griffey Jr.'s glove or something. The Shroud like of Turin. Could I wear that? That'd be fantastic. Like I... <laughs> I have no problem putting the Shroud of Turin on, but don't then expect me to like <laughs> hand the, out like you know hand sure. out pla- like Fishes, Christian stuff or sure. like Something don't expect Christian. me to Jesus it up. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right, and um, that's ama- that's amazing. I don't know who I would want to meet. Probably Fozzie. Fozzie and and Fozzie was there, and I there afterwards there was <laughs> Fozzie was there. He was on break. He was yeah. on a cigarette. It was fair enough. He was he was hanging out as well. He was, uh, but I didn't get to try. I didn't get to try on Fozzie. And 
it was it was one of those weird things where you see these and you and trying them each on them, playing around with them was they're all different, and that was really cool. But then there's that moment of like, oh fuck, I should have asked to see Rolf, and <laughs> I should have asked if they had right. Grover around, yeah, and yeah. like it, and then you you feel at least for me. I, it's like, I don't want to be greedy. Like, right, they already right. brought out three, and then there's Fozzie, and then Miss Piggy was there, and they let me try Miss Piggy, which I wasn't that into. No. But, like... No, she's a mess. She's a... They were, they were telling, like, the, the amount of work that goes into Miss Piggy is amazing. Like, they have... Is it comparable to her ego? That's why? That's why? Kind of, kind, kind of. of. They they have kind of like sense. they have these uh, you know they have the instructions sure. that have been sort of handed down over the years of how to make these, and so they were like they pull out a piece of paper and they're like this is Kermit this one sheet of paper and then they just start bringing out binders oh my and god and they like stack like a couple binders on top of each other and they're like this is Miss Piggy wow and they were like Kermit Miss Piggy. <laughs> Wow, and it, and they were like, it's kind of fitting that this is that she's the diva. Yeah, that yeah. this and and even in their warehouses, they were like that. Like I didn't go to their warehouses, but they were saying that like the warehouses of all the stuff they have, like seventy percent, I think they said was all Miss Piggy related. Just very like, do they have to change her? Ex- I mean. She wants to make a different. Exp- I mean, it's not like there's well, but a lot it's of a lot of it's like her wardrobe. Oh, it's uh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, all she right. has right. a lot of wardrobe. Did you make out with Janice at all? Was there any of that? No. Okay. No. No. I, so, no, no. You, ke- you kept it. You kept I it. I kept real. it clean. Secular. I, yeah. Sure, fair enough. I kept it. Was all it was. It was all above board, Jackie. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Because I mean, the thing is, is I don't know why, but I've. Well, probably because I was alone a lot as a child. Um, I had I somebody asked me one time years ago if I had ever had a crush on an animated character, and I come up with a new one almost every year. Really? Who um, was? It was like it was like Racer X. It was the adolescent Bam Bam. It was. Uh, <laughs> I liked. Uh, um, and then I mean, wh- the only three I can think of right now is uh, Mulan's boyfriend. I was in my twenties. <laughs> Yeah, that one, I was going to say, that was like... That's awkward. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Get a date, Cation. Yeah, I know, was, I know, it was brutal. I, I, I think, though, I wonder if some of that partially is like, and not to, not to turn this into Dwarf Forest, <laughs> the feminist episode, sure. but I wonder if some of that, though, is like most of those cartoons are so male-dominated, like, oh, right. so it's like... Oh yeah, like I remember, like oh Daphne's cute, but like most of the cartoons I'm watching, it's like you're more related to the guys. You're like, well, that guy has a motorbike; he's going to be my best friend in my imagination. Yeah, and it's like in GI Joe, it's like you'd see Scarlet for a second, and she'd shoot a crossbow, and then it was like, get out of the way, Snake Eyes. <laughs> Snake Eyes and his wolf have to do something awesome. <laughs> and then he would. That was yeah. the greatest part of and it. And then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that like I actually remember how he like there the episode and i think it was from like a three-part episode where he gets his uh he gets that wolf and it makes no sense that a man who can't talk in a night is able to perfectly train a wolf (laughs) like i just got a dog and i've had a dog for a month now and i can't get her to come when called most of the time and I have a voice. Right, like, right. He has no voice, and the dog, like, just somehow, it's like, oh, yeah, the dog knows to sit, and, like, <laughs> he, you don't see Maybe his eyes bonded. or anything like they that. They bonded on a level where Essence speaks directly to Essence, and all is understood. Are you saying he slept with the dog? He might have slept with the dog. <laughs> and they came in synchronous apocalypse. Because that's what Cesar Milan says to do. If you really want to build a connection with the dog, you fuck the dog. I think I Cesar Milan that. said that. I don't know. I, <laughs> Who is Cesar Milan? Milan? He's the dog whisperer. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's got he like a TV show, and he whispers to he dogs. He did not say that. You're right, he did You're right. <laughs> that guy's wearing saddle shoes. You see that? Oh, wow. Those are some awesome shoes, sir. You are wearing those shoes. Nice work. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you are like a tenth of the way for ready for a Zoot Suit Riot. You're at the start of a zoot suit riot. <laughs> right, you're starting yes. from the ground up. Huh? Huh? That's a little... That's wordplay. 
right there. That's a little wordplay. Those are handsome shoes, though. That's it's. I've always uh, I've always wanted to be more like I wear a lot of sneakers, but I, I don't do the dress shoes. Oh no, much. no. Oh, are they Doc Martens? All right. So are they like boots all the way up? No, no. They're a. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. It's, a, right. it's a thick sole. Take your shoes off and pass them around. Let everybody get a look. <laughs> Somebody, uh, or just lift them up in the sky so the lady behind you can see. No, not that happening. Not that bendy. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, do you want to try? Do you want to try some of this? And, uh, and, I do. And give me a, I do. The, me a... the best part of it, though, is that the middle one, there's a fly in my drink. <gasps> oh, that ain't right. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, think that I don't know if that makes it better. Is that like a tequila thing where there's like the worm in the bottom? Oh, right. You know, the thing in the middle, uh, the, that should, uh, I, yeah, I think that's just protein now. I think you're okay. Yeah, it'll kill it. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll, uh, any sort of germs that there might have been. Yeah. Are you going to stay living here when you leave the Daily Show? I've already left the Daily Show. Have you already, you know, and I don't have cable. Or an interest in your career. I'm a dick. That's. Uh, let's get to the heart of let's it. It's not right about cable, it. Jackie. <laughs> no, it's about jackassery is what it is. Uh, you've already left the Daily Show? I left, uh, I left at the Did end. Did you leave of... in a huff? No. Oh, good. I, I, good. Left, uh, I left amicably, and I actually left. Uh, the thing I got to do at the very end was the a piece that I really wanted to do where, because uh, we were trying to figure out what I was going to do for when I left and I saw a story in the in the news and I emailed it to uh the head of the field department I was like if there's one more field piece I w- I would do it's this and cuz at that point they, they they did okay. air uh, cuz at that point like part of the, the the hardest part of the job sometimes is the traveling for field pieces where it's like all right, at the at a moment's notice, you got to fly to Minnesota and you interview this person, then you got to fly to Nevada and do this interview, and then you fly back to New York, and then you got to cut it really fast, and then you maybe have to go to DC and do some other element. Wow. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah. kind of nutty travel that I and I'm not much of a traveler, but I saw this story and I was like and I, at that point, I was coasting to the end. There was like a month left, and I was like, yeah, Senior I'm not doing slump. shit. I, like, <laughs> I was just, I was barely coming to the office. Like, it was, it was like that last month of senior year. <laughs> but uh, I saw this, I, there was a story about a, a guy the, in Puerto Rico, the highest rated show is a gossip show that has become... Uh, a bit of a, like they do news stories on there and they actually get politicians to come on and it's this thing that started as a gossip show and has sort of evolved into politicians go on the show because they know if they don't go on the show, uh, people oh. like, like, yeah. I, like one, one person actually refused to go on the show and lost like an election. And so because they mocked the hell out of him. Well, the, they didn't, they didn't, uh, it wasn't that it was just that it's like, People know, like, oh, you go on this show. But so the weird thing about the show is it's hosted by a puppet. Like Triumph or Janice or somebody, a puppet. Like a, like a six-foot-tall foam woman named La Komai is the host of this show. And it's like... Is and it, it a marionette? Or no, is it's, it like, it's like a, a dude. It's like a dude sitting in a throne... Like with like he's got like his hand is working the head All and then right. his body like his body is behind the throne and then there's like this old lady body. Wow. And then his feet stick out and his feet do do stuff. Uh but it's this weird thing where he's got like these investigative reporters that go around and like harass people. Like he's essentially like the O'Reilly factor. Like they don't have Fox News in Puerto Rico and he's kind of their Bill O'Reilly. Like but he's wow. a puppet. And wow. So it was like, I, and it, it was that thing of like, I really love like puppets and that's a, <laughs> that's a form of animation as well. And it was like, and I we, would do a story about this. And so then I took my puppet down there and my puppet interviewed that puppet. <clears throat> oh yeah. I'm going online. Yeah. I'm going to see that. That's and awesome. then yeah, and then my puppet actually got to go to the White House. <laughs> yeah. Did your puppet meet our puppet government? 
Huh? Huh? Another wordplay. More wordplay, people. So what kind is that? I got you a selection. The fly-flavored one was not to be the fly-flavored one, but now it is. <laughs> That's an ad for it. So good, flies will fly into it. <laughs> so good, flies want to die in it. That might be uh, that might be the shitty end. This one? Yeah. This one tastes a little a little shitty. Okay. So now let's go to this one. Let's All right. see how smooth this one is. Smooth. That's what you're looking for. I have a hollow leg when I drink, so I don't drink. This one's a lot This one this one seems a lot smoother. This oh, one yeah. seems a little more expensive. Yeah, that one that's a shitty one. That's rail. This this that's, is that's this real. yeah no yeah. that tastes it that yeah, yeah. that definitely tastes that definitely tastes. I was it. like you know it's funny get him some shitty bourbon see if he can tell. Oh no yeah and that's, then I couldn't I, wait for you to figure it out. I had to tell you. I'm not very good at surprises. You're horrible at Christmas. <laughs> I'm the worst. I got a present for you. It's it's lemonade and uh, so no I'd be the worst yeah. Okay. And then hold on let's see what the it's it's mid level fly uh, fodder. It's really good. There you go. Um, yeah. Mm, this what? one tastes like dysentery. It's supposed to be a medium. It's supposed to be a medium. Um, I think the middle one's Jim Beam, and the last one is Makers, and then the first one is uh, crap. It might be vinegar. It might be. I'm uncertain. You know, in L.A., there was a bar. Uh, there was a bar in Hollywood Boulevard that. They their top shelf vodkas were just pop off vodka, which is like the shitty like <laughs> you can buy like a, a mason jar of it for Classy like three dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, what they would do is they would actually have like the they would have like whatever the top shelf like Grey Goose or whatever. I don't know shit about vodka, right? And then they would pour in pop off into the fancy bottles, and so. Every day, like the the staff would have to go in and like they would pour pop off into the fancy bottles, and then they would sell it like it was top shelf. And did anyone notice? Nobody fucking notices. No, nobody fucking. No, that's right because they're just trying to. It's just kind of bar where uh, where working men come in to get drunk. <laughs> and so me and Sheldon Leonard. That's a, it's a Wonderful Life reference. Okay, um, well, so. You know what though? There's an ele- there's a part of that though where if you're just going and if you're three drinks in, unless you're drinking something straight or with an ice cube, like if you're drinking rum and cokes, you're not gonna know the difference. No, not from- unless un- unless you're d- drinking three drinks over the course of nine hours, will yeah. you be able to tell? <laughs> like if you're sipping something and you're like, this is Diet Pepsi, not Diet Coke. Yeah, I mean that's where I'm at with um. You do a nine-hour diet Pepsi set. I'll do. I'll do a nine-hour pe- diet Pepsi set. So, are you going to stay in uh, in New York? Or are you going to go to L.A.? Or are you going to you move to London? What's happening? Um, my plan is to stay in New York. I uh, I feel like I lived in L.A. long enough, and uh, that's what people say. Uh, well, no, just because like I was there. I mean, I was there for a while, yeah. and I and I had always wanted to come back to New York. Like the idea of being in LA was always temporary and then temporary turned into nine and a half years. Right. And because the seasons don't change. No. Yeah. It just, it's it's eerie. Yeah. Mm. One day I'm, I move there the next day I'm abandoning a child and then (laughs) seven more years later, it's it's a Dashiell Hammett novel. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, uh, the sun beats on the Pacific highway. And this mug comes up to me. Anyway, so uh, what what uh, what do you know about bourbon? What do you like? What's uh, what's the tale? Um, Why is it your favorite? Why it's one of your favorite drinks, right? It is, uh, and it started. I started drinking late. I started like I uh, not late. I guess I started drinking when the law said I was supposed to start drinking. Oh, okay. So I, I like. I feel like oh, it's late. Like. <laughs> Like everybody, everybody else, like else I started was, when I was twelve. Exactly, I stole vodka and then I poured water in. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really drink. Uh, I I waited until I was twenty-one to uh, to drink, and so then when it was time to start drinking, I was in I was in school in North Carolina at the time, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start this alcohol thing, <laughs> and. 
I was like, okay, what is it that, what's my, what am I going to choose? And I thought bourbon, because that's what old white guys drink. And I want to do business with old white guys. Okay. And that was honestly, like, that was what started it was like, yeah, no, that's like, old white guys are the people who have all the money. Like, right. you got to be able to drink with them. I don't want to fucking be able to drink a vodka. Like, right. young pretty girls don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be able to drink a vodka Red Bull. Shit, she's not got money. She's going right. to expect me to pay for that. So it was like, but an old white guy, he's got lots of money. And so that was honestly the logic that went through my head. Because that is a 21-year-old mind, thinking about success, man. Of course, you have it neat, right? There's no, uh, there's no ice or anything. I like to put an ice cube in it uh, to kind of, kind of like it's supposed to open it up a little bit and oh, okay. sort of release some things. Uh, yeah, but it also waters it down. Okay. It's also... What's, now, what's, uh, what's the difference? Um, it's been explained to me before, but let's explain it to me again, because I did not retain it. Uh, the difference between bourbon and whiskey and, and scotch. Okay. Okay. What do you know? What do you know? Uh, well, bourbon, there is no real difference between bourbon and whiskey other than the zip code. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> um, that's essentially what it is, that... Uh, in Kentucky, they were making whiskey, but they, to make themselves different, they were calling it bourbon, and then they went to Congress and said, hey, we would like the right to call our whiskey bourbon, and no one else can be allowed to call it bourbon. It has to be from Kentucky. So the champagne... Kind of situation. You know, champagne has to be grown in Champagne, France. Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's so anything that's bourbon is from Kentucky. Oh. Whiskey can be from anywhere. And then scotch is the same thing, but it's Scotland. So scotch is always from Scotland. Bourbon's always from Kentucky, the Scotland of America. <laughs> <laughs> and where does amaretto come in? The liqueurs of the world. That's the shots we used to do in college. That would, um, that would have been terrible if I said, oh, yeah, Jackie, I'm really into liqueurs. <laughs> <laughs> so I got you a glass like, of blue curacao. <laughs> Crammed a mint, a little uh, rumplemints, and then some Jägermeister. Oh, uh, oh, rumplemints. What do you know? What do you know about rumplemints? Uh, I just know that if you ever want to uh, float shots... Like where you do layers. I used to, oh, yeah. I bartended briefly. Uh, Rumplemints is a good one to do that. Uh, so if you want to do like, you could, if you want to practice, and that's what we would do in the bar because nobody would really drink Rumplemints, <laughs> uh, was we would take it and then like practice like, oh, look at that. I got grenadine floating underneath the Rumplemints and uh -huh. then I put some blue curacao on top of it. And now I got like a little red, white, and blue shot. And then we'd offer it to someone at the bar, like, hey, you want a fancy, pretty shot? <laughs> and they'd be like, fuck you. And really? No, it's they'd 180 drink it. proof. They'd Any drink chance it. you'll drink now? Yeah, they, they would, would. They would yeah, drink it. Yeah, because it was They're, free booze. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last episode of The Dork Forest, uh, we found out that Rumblemints was actually my drink of choice. Really? Yes. Yes, and I would drink tumblers of it. What? Yep. And then I would drive my car. Um, what? And then the police... What? Uh, anyway... <laughs> So yeah, it was, uh, I used to, my, one of my favorite drinks was the Dead Nazi, which was a shot of Rumplemints and then a shot of Jägermeister floating on top. Really? Yeah. That sounds painful. It sounds like you have about 11 minutes to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turn into someone who's going to steal your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Just yelling, the Dead Nazi made me do it! <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame that, that Nazi. I blame everything on the Nazis. I blame everything on the Nazis. Did you read Anne Frank? Come on. Mm. Really? I thought somebody That's got somebody got bummed out about Anne Frank. Really? <laughs> Still too soon. Okay. <laughs> that would be. Uh, I did. A, I did do an episode. You know Dwight Slade, comic from uh, Seattle. Uh, funny guy. Whatever. He was on it. the Dork Forest. Anne Frank was his dorkdom. And he had just listened to the diary on tape, audio tape. Go back, episode, whatever, it'll be in the notes. Uh, but the thing is, is he forgot that she died at the end. 
So he said he was driving up the PCH, and all of a sudden it gets to the epilogue, and he said he burst into tears. <laughs> he was like, who would kill a 16-year-old? And you're like, Nazis, weirdo. <laughs> That's what Nazis did. That was one of their, one of their go-tos. I think that up to that point, he was kind of like, it wasn't like, oh, these people are despicable. It was just like, oh, they're like some high school bullies. Like, they'll figure it out. Like, right, they'll be 40 one day with kids of their own. <laughs> yeah. They'll realize, hey, Jewish people aren't so bad. I know. This I'm really, like, we took the air yeah, out of this. Yeah, we took it right really. there. Shut it down. Wow. We Shut it down. Shutting it down. So do you watch animation now? I'm just going to bob between the two dorkdoms that we have. No, let's let's jump around. Let's uh, do it. I, I have a little bit of attention deficit, so it's fine. Let's do it. Uh, I do. I do still watch animation. Uh, I, I watch a fair amount. I watch the Venture Brothers. I'm a big fan of the Venture Brothers. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. I've seen um, them all. Have you? Yeah, James nope. Urbaniak has been on the show a couple of times. Do you know what his dorkdom is? Charles Lawton. You didn't the let man. me guess. Charles, no, I, there was no, you weren't going to guess that. You don't know. You're right. I might have. Again, I'm not good at surprises. Um, no. <laughs> I, uh, so Venture Brothers. I like Venture Brothers. I am actually uh, doing a voice this upcoming season on Venture Brothers. So, uh, yes. that is, uh, yay. That was a smattering of applause. Let's own it. Let's own it. No. Let's own no. it. Yes. That's it. That's Don't patronize about. me now. I know no, you no. guys. You're just jealous. Um, I think you nailed it. Uh, I am. Uh, yeah. I. And I. I so I, I watch that. I watch Archer. Uh, I like Archer. One person also. One person is also aware of I've, Archer. Sure. I've, I've seen like three or four episodes of that. That's Aisha. Yes. She's been on the show, and I was like, "What show are you? I'm sorry. What show are you? Again, somebody else's career that I uh, did not do any research into. Because uh, I was like, "Well, weren't you on Talk Soup?" And she's like, "Yeah, 11 million years ago." Yeah. How's the fifth wheel going? You still? How's that? How do you guys find, like, five people to go on a date with one person? <laughs> and just sit in a van all day? I see. It'd be like talking to Hardwick about shipmates. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Or singled out. Or singled out. Because that was before first. That. That, yeah, was, that was, yeah, that was, that was when he still had blonde hair. Right, and I, I think shipmates was what he bought land with. Because that just went, it was like five seasons of, of him yeah. just, you know, no, that's... people on a ship dating. It was terrible. It was the worst. It was, it was, because they, remember, wasn't it, what was the one with the bubbles? Blind Date? That was Blind Date, yeah. Yeah, it was like Where... that, but on a ship. And that was the pitch. What was great about Blind Date was most of the dates would end up at this spa that's in LA. I don't know if it still exists, but. It was on like Third Avenue, and it was this like this just weird little spa on the corner. And I remember my girlfriend at the time and I drove past it, and we're like, "Hey, that was a thing from Blind Date. We should go there one day." And then it was like, "No, we shouldn't. No, because that's like I've watched enough of those episodes. Yeah, those jacuzzis are just a stew of Still humanity. That yeah, you would have to. That's just a, a breeding. That job. is just gonorrhea soup. <laughs> God, dang it! Just foul, mm, foul, foul. Just I, yeah. Have a bowl. Have a bowl of just hepatitis chili. Jump in. Yeah." Oh, you say aw oh, now, but hepatitis chili is delicious. <laughs> it's trust me. Is that me. a Texas chili or do you go? It is. There are no beans okay. in it. All no right. beans. All right. Like a traditional Texas all meat. chili. All meat. All meat and then a little hep. A little <laughs> a little hep just for some kick. Kick it up a notch with hep. Um, <laughs> the one there was also, do you remember Elimidate? Yes. Was that the one in the dark? No. 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 Okay. That, that was date blind. 
Which was, no, there was there was some dating show where they had to she had to meet all the guys or he had to meet all the women in the dark, and so they had to pick us a personality. No, that's and, that's uh, called a mugging. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all infrared cameras, and we got to see what they looked like, and then she'd pick somebody. And but they were all jackasses. I mean, the only people who were on that show were people who were like. So shallow, they were like, I need to be on television. Well, what was weird about a lot of those shows was that they would shoot them at Arizona State University uh, and around ASU, um, and that's where they would get a lot of people because apparently ASU is filled with attention-starved people who just want to make... Yeah, uh, you, yeah. Yes, wow. dirtbags. Yeah. Two of my nieces went to school there. Uh, and thankfully, uh, not, uh, not, uh, did never show their boobs. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But that is a school where they, uh. School triumphs. They, it's so hot there that kids go, kids go. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hot, kids go to school in their swim trunks. Not really a joke, just a statement of fact. Wow. (laughs) Um, and they shot, uh, they shot Revenge of the Nerds there. Oh, did they? They did. They shot uh, some scenes from Revenge of the Nerds at Arizona State. Why I know that? That's I a don't fun know. fact. They shot back to school at the University of Wisconsin Madison, where I went to school. Really? Yep. And uh, and different comics. I started doing stand up when I went to Madison, and um, one of the comics was like, "Hey, I got a bit part on in Back to School, the Rodney Dangerfield uh, tour de force," and. Uh, <laughs> And the rest of us were vaguely jealous. We're like, how did you get that? And he was like, I provided Coke to the entire, the entire, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. And then they cut him, of course. Right, because you know what? You can't trust people is when you pay them in Coke. That's true. That's <laughs> very it's a terrible, true. terrible currency. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. It, yeah. It's not a currency that's fraught with a lot of uh, um. Yeah, you integrity. can't really get a receipt for that. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to think. Yeah. Where did you go to college in North Carolina? This is all over the place. Let's do it. I went to the University of North Carolina where okay. they shot Patch Adams. There we go. They shot, uh, yeah, they shot Patch Adams <laughs> while I was in school. And yeah. the highlight or weird part of that was uh, there's a scene in Patch Adams where I, I don't know what the context was. Cause I don't know if I ever actually watched Patch Adams, but... For months on my campus, they had built these two legs, like women's a woman's legs, uh, sort of meeting at a doorway, so the door is her vagina. And it was for something in Patch Adams, I think, or maybe it was just I part of... I don't remember that It might have been part of Robin Williams' writer. It's possible that <laughs> that's just his writer is like... I want fresh fruit, I want towels, and I want a building that has a woman's legs, like a vagina. So every time I come out of it, I feel like I'm being born. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so for months, there was like... So they didn't leave that up? No, after the, it wasn't. After the, because when they did back to school, they put up a big... The name of the university was put on this bridge, this walk bridge. And when the, when the, uh, when the movie people left they actually put the name of the university of wisconsin on that walk bridge so they didn't they could have left those legs up they were like oh nice touch nice touch i just like that you call them the movie people the movie when the movie people left that's so (laughs) quaint i'm in the entertainment industry i know Uh, that's what makes it so quaint i know yeah i mean the movie people came in and they closed down the street and i think i saw the man from pirates of the caribbean (laughs) Johnny Depp, I don't know the man. You know the man from the pirate movie? The one. Are you sure you're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean? I guess the pirate movie. It's possible you're saying pirate movie. It could be Ice Pirates. What, what's the. You know the man. He was also in the TV show with the aliens. Okay, now you're talking about Buckaroo Banzai. You're talking, I know who you, I got it. Okay, you're talking Lithgow. Okay, that's a different, okay. Okay, Grandma, it's done. It's go to sleep now. The movie people were here. Talk amongst yourselves. They told me I look like a movie star. They said I look like a young Greta Garbo. 
All right, that's a lie. They were just trying to get your parking space. Probably. <laughs> I feel that was excellent. You yeah. can beat, no. That's a little beat poetry. You can do that. We're in an improv theater. We got a... The people's improv theater. It is, yeah. Tommies. It's also, it's also the... It's also the Hennigans that's doing it to me. Somebody who knows a Seinfeld reference gets that. That was a television program. That was a television program. I spent a lot of time reading in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Reading? (laughs) (laughs) Reading and watching Mulan over and over again. Like a toddler. Like a toddler. It's true. Um... Yeah, it sounds impressive, but I wasn't reading anything good. Don't worry about it. Good. Try not to be too impressed. Just Mulan fan fiction? <laughs> yeah, just Mulan fan fiction over and over. Have Expansive. you ever read fan fiction? I never have. I had a fan fiction dork on, but I had to step away. Um, I, have, I have friends who write fan fiction, and I... Uh, I there's, and this woman writes fan fiction, you, but other than what, that... What fan fiction do you write? She can't go there. She can't... Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Anime fan fiction for for a program called Bleach. Yeah. Bleach. Have you seen Bleach? Uh, just bits and pieces. I'm not a huge anime person. I'm sorry. Not. It's. it's She's gonna judge you. Uh. Is it uh, Finchel? No, because that's like that's some sort of Glee fan fiction that uh, this woman was writing. Finchel. It's a. Uh, there are two characters that have been mashed up, and uh, sometimes a lot of fan fiction is sexy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. Uh, People are are, uh, talking about, you know, doing it. I will say, and uh, I think somebody somebody at the show, after I'd been in the show for a little while, was like, uh, there is Daily Show fan fiction (laughs) out there. Oh, right. Right. Do they have you and, I don't know, Rob Riggle doing it? I think I mean, I mean most of it centers around John and Stephen fucking. <laughs> Who's the bottom? Who's the bottom on that one? I didn't. I didn't read too far into okay, it. Okay, fair I enough. <clears throat> um, and then I think there was something. I think I saw. I think like we looked at it one day, and I think there's. I think there's something where it's like we all may be involved in like sort of uh, as tertiary characters in a circle <laughs> jerk. Like we're not the like it's really it's really about John and Steven and we're just kind of like throwing some crumbs. Like yeah, like if anybody's interested in these in these ass hats, but let's get to the meat of it. So anyway, John and Steven are jerking each other off, and Wyatt and John Oliver are running the cameras. <laughs> And jerking each other off. And they, and they call it My Two Dads. Yes. <laughs> That'd be the best. Uh, wow. So is, yeah, they, they did, yeah, there are people who like a story to continue. And, uh, and hence fan fiction was born, right? Yes. All right. And they, and they want to know about what's happening in their fictional friends' lives. Um, possibly, you know, on a Tuesday, any given Tuesday. Let's, uh, Let's, let's yeah. Let's see what... let's get on the computer and read our Big Bang Theory fan fiction. Right or Fringe. Fringe. Sure. I mean, I, I. I don't know. I would see more people maybe writing Fringe fan fiction than Big Bang Theory. I, sure, those are more complex. I was it. trying to make a. I was making a stupid joke. Two and a half no, men fan fiction. There Ooh, it is. There you go. There it is. Uh, yeah, that is not. I never did watch that show. I I didn't feel like it was made for me. It's still on. You there's still time. There's still time. I yeah. still don't think it was made for me. It's sort of like when Dice Clay talks. It's not to me. <laughs> I feel like he is not thinking about. He's not going in a Jackie Cation direction. It's not. Uh, it's not his idea of a good time. So um, what? So what else are you are you watching? Do you watch any? You do you watch any like Miyazaki or do you watch any feature films? Did you see Racket Ralph? No, but I I want to I, w- I want to see it. Yeah. But as a single adult male, oh, it's hard. You, you, there's <laughs> certain wait. there's certain movies you just can't walk into, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna wait for that to get on Netflix because <laughs> I don't want to be the one dude there by himself who's like, let's start the cartoons. <laughs> You excited? I'm excited. <laughs> Did you see? I saw my favorite one that I've seen recently is actually Rise of the Guardians, 
which is the Christmas Easter oh, yeah. mashup. You yeah. know, the, and and I, I got it confused with uh, Guardians of the Owl world. Oh, Gahool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't be any part of the Guardians of the Owls. Dan St. Germain and I talk a lot about going to see that movie. He wants to hang out. Uh, like he'll when he wants to hang out, he's like, "Come on, let's go see Legends of Gahool," and uh, that's like the go-to. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hang out, watch a little Legends of the Gahool. Um, yeah, yeah. I no. saw. Uh, yeah, I I want to see Regaroff, but I and computer animation. I'm not as I, I sort of go back and forth. Like I like The Incredibles. Uh, and I thought that was really good, but uh, and that I saw in the theater with my uh, my roommate at the time when I lived in L.A. My roommate Steve Swick and I went to go see The Incredibles at the El Capitan Theater because it was right down the street from where we lived. Good choice. And it was two of us, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of children and their parents, <laughs> and we. You were- felt self conscious. Very much so. You gotta own it, man. You just gotta go. Hey, uh, screw you! I have eleven dollars. I'm going to the movies because it's a free country. You should be able to go see a movie. It's not like you're touching anybody. You're just sitting no. There. But it's like, but there's an element of like people are kind of looking at you like, are you gonna touch somebody? And <laughs> like that was my the same and friend shouting. I'm not gonna touch anybody is not actually reassuring. Yeah, I try. Hey, everybody! Don't worry about me. I don't find any of your children attractive. There's a t-shirt. Uh, I don't find your any of children you. are safe. They don't turn me on. Anyway, let's enjoy this movie. I'm in favor of that happening, actually. Um, so, what are your? I favorite? like that though, because yeah. it's also it's also there's. I feel like there's probably, especially in LA, one stage parent that's like. Wait a minute. So you don't find my kid attractive? <laughs> you tell. Look at my kid. You don't find. You don't find my kid attractive. You don't see this. You, you don't see, see this? this. Look. Look at this. Look. She's Tabitha. Gonna... Tabitha. Do your do your song and dance routine. Do your song and dance. Do. You don't find her attractive. Look at that. What if I pinch your cheeks? Get a little yeah. color in there, huh? Come on. And uh, no. All right. Let me get my son, Andy. Andy, get out of here. <laughs> Show him your soccer skills, Andy. <laughs> Show him your soccer skills. Look at that. You don't find that kid attractive. Oh, well, fuck you, man. Exactly. Fuck you. It's gonna scar that kid. That that kid does not want to be uh, attacked. Um. Yeah. That's uh. Los Angeles is slightly weird, but the whole country's gone mad in the fact that everyone thinks everyone's gonna touch everybody's kids and nobody. Two percent to people. Two percent of the world is broken. Uh, the fact that we have to every Law and Order S- uh, SVU has to be. Oh, you know what's happening for real? No, it isn't. It quite <laughs> honestly isn't. But um, but I get it. I'm not saying don't live defensively. Terrible things happen. When I was uh, a kid in my elementary school, we hole. had a flasher. Oh, did you have? Well, we had a flasher in my elementary school. Well, ter- you know, yeah, but he didn't flash and then stick his penis in your face, did he? Well, no, there was a fence. It was, right, right. So it was really like it was really like as children, we were at a dick zoo. <laughs> like, Where's that animated series, <laughs> The Dick Zoo? Yeah, we were like, oh yeah. The, the, See, that old guy has a penis. Yeah, cool. yeah. Oh wow, The Dick Zoo. Oh, this is all right. Let's go. Let's 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 go see what the the seals are doing now. <laughs> <laughs> the, at the Dick Zoo. So he was just wearing a lot. That's my new band, the Dick the Zoo. Dick Zoo, it's perfect. It should be your improv troupe. That's it's um, also. We started out as an improv troupe, <laughs> then we became a band. We made an album. It didn't work out, so we're back to improv. <laughs> I like. Um, yeah. So, what are your favorite uh, animated movies of of your? I wonder. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, I like The Incredibles is great. The Incredibles is an amazing movie. It is, it's the yardstick to which many things can be judged. I think especially the the Pixar the Pixar movies because that's my favorite. Like I know a lot of people say like oh I like Wall-E. Nope. No, no. Take uh, your applause and put it in your pocket. 
It's, um, I'm not saying it wasn't well done. I'm just saying that is not a children's movie. No. Clinical obesity and the hilarity therein. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? What we learned from Wally, you know how like kids' movies are supposed to be learning experiences? Pixar has taken it to a, let me tell you about the pathos of Up. Of, of a of a miscarriage and uh, a childless elderly couple and mm. how an old man will he will go to your to your, to your scout ceremony uh, that is not a children's movie people you know what though I appreciate that that I actually I appreciate it because I feel like there's too much stuff you know that... what I liked squirrel that was I wanted to see a thousand hours of squirrel but here's the thing I there's something about that of like. The real message? The real, not the real, but just like, oh, miscarriage happens, people die, like all that stuff that I feel like you don't see anymore. Like I wind up having this conversation a lot with people. There's, uh, yeah, that people don't talk about miscarriage <laughs> enough. That's not that. I'm getting to it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. There is, if you go on YouTube, there is a video that if you type in Sesame Street, the subway, and it's an old Sesame Street bit. And it is one of the best Sesame Street bits. And it's a song about the subway. And it's just a giant complaint about how awful the subway is, how it stinks, <laughs> how it's like filthy. There's like, and there's like a line in it where it's like, it's so hot I could die. And like, it's, and, and it's just this giant complaint about the subway. But it's also this really up tempo, fun song. And in this weird way, it's kind of saying, hey, you don't have to be rich to have access to magic. And that you, like, there's something that's kind of beautiful about it that, like, if you're, if you're a kid who rides a subway, like, yeah, the subway sucks, but there's also these magical characters also have fun in the subway. Okay. Whereas, like, I think when you watch Sesame Street now, they don't like they kind of gloss over that stuff and yeah everything's very sanitized it it's been gentrified it is it's sesame street is park slope today <laughs> like it was park slope 30 years ago which was not as nice like it was like crown heights and like Ooh, and local references it's uh i know my audience you know you know what uh, but it was but it's it's become this gentrified thing where it's like there's no way that gets made today. But the thing is, is I like the idea of of a of a cool, awesome message too, but done in a way that's accessible to the children to whom we are supposedly making these movies. Like Miyazaki, my favorite animated movie is Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind or some goddamn thing. I forget. Is that what it's called? Yeah, okay, there we go. It's giant fucking bugs. I like that you looked at her. Like, yeah, well, she knew. There was some nodding. Okay. And, uh, oh, I thought you were, like, demanding all, it of her. Exactly. <laughs> rise to the occasion. And so it occurred. Yeah. And so, but the thing is, is it, it's about giant, and I don't enjoy, that's my least favorite thing in real life, any bug. I'm not oh, yeah, on no. favor. And, uh, but the, it, it's about environmentalism, and it's about loss, and it's about death, and all of these things are also happening, but it's also weirdly funny and silly and smart. It's got all the things that kids can also watch. Right. And, uh, uh, yeah. So I just, I thought that that was the, that that was kind of interesting. I, I just wish Pixar has gone in this weird direction of this pathos that isn't really there yet. You know, like the Incredibles was silly and then they just did brave, which they tried to come back one. to, they tried to come back to sort of the silly, but it wasn't, they got they got all tied up in trying to make it because re- they're supposed to be real. But even the Incredibles, like it deals with failure and then there's yeah, yeah. some death and like I guess that's the thing. And I I always even as a kid I think was into sort of darker storytelling. Like I wasn't I like I had no real interest in Superman. I always liked Batman. And oh yeah, Are you I, a Hulk guy. You like Hulk. It was really, it was Batman. Like it was, it was all Batman. It was all Batman. Only because I, there was an element of it that I could relate to in that, like, not to bring, not to get dark or whatever, but like, you I, can't not with Batman. That guy is a sad sack. Yeah, I, but there was an element of that where it's like his parents were murdered and my dad was murdered, and so I related to him on that level. That was like, oh yeah, like there's something here. Right. And so I, so it was like, 
oh yeah, no, I'm like, I'm kind of halfway to Batman now. Right. Now I just need to get super rich. Super and, rich and then buy some And toys get a British and... butler and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. But I think also because of that, that was what, what drew me to Batman initially was that thing that was like, was oh, that tragedy? Was the darkness. Yeah. And okay. so I think I like that humanity from my cartoons. Yeah. And I like, that's what I like about Venture Brothers is the fact that like they deal with things like failure and like, <laughs> like, uh, yes, they do. They, they are, they, they are a giant bag of fail. Yeah. There's, they are. there's a, there's a book that, uh, Chris, uh, Talks about as like a something that they. Do I know Chris, Chris. Who oh, sorry, Jackson Public. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, that he talks about as like uh, was an influence is this book called uh, "The Boy Detective Fails" by Joe Mino, and it's basically a story about like an Encyclopedia Brown type kid who has a nervous breakdown, <laughs> and him coming out of that nervous breakdown, and it's like it's it's. A really interesting Current, book. It was it when was it written? Currently, like newish. Uh, it was written probably. They know. You you yeah, know, yeah. You know been, the book. Yeah, yeah, they've been nodding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're with me. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of you like puzzles and clues. There's a lot of puzzles and clues in the book. And <laughs> it's Encyclopedia Brown. I just reread some Encyclopedia Brown recently. Uh, yeah, I got some free time. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, hey, I got some free time now. Maybe I'll pick up a few. You could pick up a few. It's What he is, is he's very detail-oriented. All children's books are essentially the tale of Asperger's uh, triumphed over. Every every kid's got some sort of... It's like a march to autism that is halted. And... Uh, well done, I say. Why not? Yeah. No, have, you, have, you, have you read Harry Potter? This is not a normal child. This is a child who's got some issues, and he's got to figure it out, just like we all do. Yeah. And uh, and the magical world cannot obviously fix uh, eyesight, or um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Or get rid of that weird scar, l- that weird zit, that lightning zit you have. No, no, that was addressed. Dumbledore uh, has a, a. But you can't get rid of it. Like. No, you could have got rid of it. Oh, really? Yeah, there was some discussion in the first book. Oh, so he could have had reconstructive yeah. surgery. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He I'm thinking of naming my next album. This would make an excellent Horcrux. Oh. Because that's the item. It would be like it would be like naming this coffee cup. This would make an X anyway. I know what a horror. I've oh, seen you? the movies. Oh. I never read the books, but I watched all the movies. I'm gonna cut because I refused to read the books. <laughs> I I was like, do you, do you, what do you, what do you read now? What are you reading now? Because we we're at an hour, my friend. Oh, are we? Yeah. Are we at an hour? Uh, right now, I'm reading a lot of books about how to take care of a dog. Um, right. What kind of dog did you get? Uh, was it a rescue? I didn't rescue her. Someone did. But somebody else did. How about somebody didn't kill her? Uh, right? Right? Huh? The, the what night kind is, of, so is, it, is it a mutt or is it a thing? She's, it a she's kind of a mutt. Like some people found her running in traffic and then I took her. Uh, so oh. they, they rescued her. I just answered an email. Um, <laughs> but she's like a a mix of like a lab and a pit and maybe some ridgeback. I don't know. I'm told not to say pit. Like in my building, I'm told don't oh, say pit because people... Get all twitchy about yeah. it. Yeah. You're like, well, it turns out I'm not going to be mean to the dog, so the dog should be perfectly nice. <laughs> yeah. Because right? it's a dog. Right. Yeah. They act like people. But there is with. a weird, like I, I, I was talking about it recently, there is a weird, like, ner- like my neuroses of walking... A dog that is part pit bull around as a black guy in the era in the post Michael Vick world. I do get very neurotic and she freaks out on skate she'll freak out on skateboarders. Okay. And she'll be like ah, 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 and just like wanna go after them and it's the weird like it's just this very like please calm down. Not for you, but because right now Somebody is just taking me and cutting and pasting me into the opening yeah. of a DMX video. 
Have you tried to explain the social contract of dog uh, ownership to the dog? I've tried. Like, look, and I've, I'm, I should show her a DMX video. Like, look, do you see? Do you see this? Do you see? Like, do you see the thing? The 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 common threads here. A lot of dogs that look like you, and a lot of guys that look like me. <laughs> so when you and me get together, people assume this. When you act like that asshole. So please, just walk and poop and do those things. And we will play. Yeah. And what's, uh, can, what, can you tell us? What's her name? What's my dog's name? Yeah. You know what? I decided to let her pick her own name. <laughs> do you live in Park Slope? <laughs> no. Okay. Does she have a $7,000 baby carriage that she doesn't have to walk, you just push her? <laughs> That's I've been seeing a lot of five, six-year-old children who should be walking. They do not seem to be walking. No, because if be you pay $7,000 for a McLaren stroller, then <laughs> you're not going to fucking, like, no, that's right. an investment. You were going to ride that ride until that. you're ready to drive. But they're always being pushed by, like, people that are super fit. They're like, we're pushing him to the gym, and then he's going to work out, and he's going to work out, and he's going to work out, and then he's going to get back in this carriage, and I'm going to push him home like I'm some sort of, I don't know what the, I don't know what that is. Um, I don't approve. As a childless, barren woman, I don't approve. My mother, not, when am I, I was barren? A kid. I don't know. Let's find out right now. Uh, my mother, my mother used to take me to the gym when uh, I was a kid. Uh, or like she would go to like a, a Weight Watchers type of gym, and sure. is uh, she keeping her points on the cloud? No, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking. Uh, but she would go to like uh, it was specifically like a, a, a Weight Watchersy type of place when I was fairly little, and so she would pick me up from school and take me there, and there was a little room that they would put me in where I could like do my homework or whatever, draw pictures. And then there was like a glass window, and then there's everybody jazzercising or whatever the <laughs> hell they're doing. But a lot of times I would be hungry, so she would stop at Whataburger, which is a burger <laughs> place in Texas. And, and so I would sit there just happily eating French fries <laughs> as like all these people who are like just like who feel so shamed by. Right. Like, Did she ever take you to the Overeaters Anonymous? Uh, that's a great thing. Just bring your kid with a McDonald's, sit down. <laughs> I'm going to my OA meeting, and then this kid's going to eat at you. <laughs> and uh, that would be the worst. It was really like, there was something about it that looking back, it's like, that's really like, that was really shitty to like <laughs> everybody else. And it's like, I yeah. yeah. She should have cut up some carrots at least and made it look like you were trying. No, I wouldn't eat carrots. Right, you I, didn't want any part of that. No. White snack. I gotta. Uh, we gotta go. But this was fantastic. No, we don't. We can keep this going. No, Nikki Glazer's gonna come up to a set. Nikki, Alex, go home. Don't do it. You're done. You're done. What I've done is I've fed him bourbon and now he's taking a stand. There's a sit-in. Yeah. You know. I'm I never leaving. I was just in uh, Arizona, and I told them, I was like, you know, I have a lot of hope for you guys, because you didn't legalize apartheid last year. And, uh, <laughs> and they laughed. <laughs> and that gave me more hope than that. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah, thank you so much for doing the show. Super Thanks for fun. having me. All right. Yeah. Oh, do I get one of these? Yeah, yeah, you get one of those. Okay, I'm taking right, this one. Yeah, and then here. Right. Is she here? All right, well then, Alex, how do you pronounce your last name? Edelman? Edelman? All right. The mystery has been somehow shattered. Yeah. Hey, do you guys like stand-up comedy? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> These guys are great. It's, uh, it's very exciting, quite honestly. Uh, New York City has some of the finest stand-up comedy in, in the whole wide world. Oh, the fourth wall has been reintroduced. <laughs> Alex says, close the door. Uh, for the listener at home. Uh, but right now, uh, let me bring to the stage uh, a very talented guy. We have a mutual friend in one of our favorite comics, Stuart Lee from the UK. I'm sure he has other credits. Uh, but uh, let's call that one as the one. Please, a nice round of applause for Alex Edelman. Wow. Just, if you're listening, you just fast forward through me to Nikki Glazer. Um... Just ten minutes ahead. I'm a dork as well. Um, 
feel abandoned. I, I was a space dork when I was a kid. That's what I was. I thought, I didn't think I'd be a comedian. I thought I'd be an astronaut. But then, um, Barack Obama and George Bush and everyone in Washington, D.C., they canceled outer space. Um, we don't have the money for that anymore, so it's not an option. But like, when I was a kid, I idolized, which is sad because it happened to Russia also. It happened to Russia right away before they were even able to get, um, to get their, like, second mission, um, into space launched. Because uh, you know that I'll tell you a brief history of the space race, because that's why people come to comedy shows. Um, it was America versus Russia, and John F. Kennedy, who was like our youngest and most bangable president, he was like, we're going to send a man to the moon. And, uh, and Russia was like, he's like, we're hungry for knowledge. And Russia was like, we're hungry for food at this point. So you guys can just go ahead and take that. And because Russian spaceships are very expensive because the way they build a Russian spaceship is you build one large container and then you open it up and there's a smaller container inside of it. And then you open that up and there's a smaller container inside of it. And then in, in the middle, babushka. Um, that's what they call the astronauts. Uh, but so there are three men who went to space uh, for, for us in the first mission. Um, Apollo uh, 1. Uh, I didn't do you. You gave me like, you're like, no, that's good enough. Uh, there were three astronauts. Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong. Anyone know the third? And his Michael Collins. Buzz Aldrin's nickname is Buzz. Neil Armstrong's nickname is Cap. Michael Collins' nickname is Michael Collins. <laughs> no one remembers Michael Collins. There's a drink called the Michael Collins. It's not named after that Michael Collins. <laughs> Neil Armstrong might be the most famous man in the world. Michael Collins isn't even the most famous Michael Collins. There's a movie called Michael Collins. It's not about that Michael Collins. It's about some Irish guy who ends up like Kennedy. That's the only thing. Did someone just owe it that? Really? It's a very specific knowledge of tragedy. All I know is that Schindler died at the end of that movie. So it's like, that's, it's Liam Neeson. I'm moving him. Uh... So there were these three guys, Neil Armstrong, Mike Collins, Buzz Aldrin, and they sent him into space, and uh, I don't know how uh, it took him, I don't know how long it took him to get to the moon, but I know it was nighttime when they got there because the moon was out. Um, <laughs> dumbest joke of my ass. It's the dumbest joke. It's the dumbest joke of my ass. And they spent, uh, they sent, uh, Michael Collins didn't go down to the surface of the moon. They were, they were, uh, they just sent Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin down there. And, uh, they spent eight hours on the moon, uh, six hours doing space stuff, and two hours taunting Michael Collins over the radio. Um, uh, and then, no one will remember you. Uh, and then they flew home. And 27 years later, um, I met Neil Armstrong. Uh, and I idolized Neil Armstrong, and not just because he won all those bicycle races as well, um, but because, I'm glad that you laugh at that in, uh, I'm glad that you laugh at that because like I think that cycling is a sport and, um, not just how you get to work if you're poor. Uh, so, and so anyway, yeah, so I met Neil Armstrong. He was giving a talk at the USS Intrepid, you know, the big ship uptown. And I found myself in an elevator with him and I went, and, uh, I know he's dead, so rest in peace, but I'm gonna tell you a story about him being a penis to me. So, just preparing you. It was pretty, it was horrible. It was hor it's horrible for you now. It was horrible for me then. It was like, I said it was, I was like, Mr. Armstrong, could I have your autograph? And he went, I don't do that. And I went, Mr. Armstrong, can I take a picture with you? You're my hero. And he went, I don't do that. And I went, Lieutenant Commander Armstrong, thinking like, maybe this will work. It didn't. He was like, I was like, can I shake your hand? And he went, go away! And, which was sad to me for two reasons. One, because I was now in an elevator with my hero. Like, this is the worst make-a-wish ever. <laughs> And also because he's been to space. He should understand space. He should know you can't go away in an elevator. <laughs> and I went, my hero should have been Michael Collins. And he went, who's Michael Collins? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm Alex Edelman. Shaggy Nation, everybody. That was great. Thank you so much for coming out and seeing uh, uh, the live Dork Forest. That's amazing uh, to me that uh, that there are uh, podcast festivals and that there are people who will see a live podcast. And uh, so all good. All good. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god.
God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?